Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. Can you believe that we are in the final month of the year? How is everybody doing today, knowing that we're here in December already? I remember last year, we were looking forward to 2020 so exuberantly. And then it was, right? But before we go any further, let me tell everyone that the Ecuadorian Film Festival is in New York and is proud to announce its sixth season. Today is the last day for the festival, which has been offering online movies at EFFNY.org. And this year, they featured three documentaries and two feature films that will be competing for the Best Film Award Jury Prize. The Ecuadorian Film Festival attracts Ecuadorians from the tri-state area and film fans with an interest in Ecuadorian culture. 
the festival offers films that provide a diverse outlook on this little-known country. So, if you have a chance today, go to EFFNY.org and check them out. So today, with it being the first weekend of December and the last month of the year, I want to talk about letting go. Okay? I know. Nobody wants to talk about letting go. I guess you feel you've given up so much already, right? But this year has been rough, to say the least. This year came in. We were all happy for the start of a new decade. We all had new expectations, looking forward to new beginnings. Then came March, and everything came to a screeching halt like slamming on the brakes when you were not paying attention to the traffic in front of you. Schools were closed. Gyms shut down. All recreational sports ceased. The world came to a complete stop. Life as we knew it would never, ever be the same. As the months progressed on, We all had to adapt to this new way of maintaining this new normal. This year brought us protests, food lines, shortages of hand sanitizer, Lysol spray, and not to mention toilet paper. We learned who our essential workers were. We learned that working in a supermarket was an essential occupation. Who knew? We learned that positions that were deemed office-only positions now became work-from-home positions. Parents realized that all those notes sent home from the teacher were justified. It wasn't so easy teaching little Johnny and Mary while repeatedly in reinforcing the importance of sitting still and paying attention. But now it's time for us to think about letting it all go. Everything that we encountered this year, let it go. Now when I say this, I am by no means minimizing the loss of a loved one by saying let it go. What I do want to say is for your loss, I send my condolences. In exchange, honor their memory by doing something that would make them proud. For those of you that have lost jobs, this was the time to put your entrepreneurial spirit to work. For those of you that have closed your businesses or had to find a new way of running your businesses, you needed to get people into your establishment This was the time to implement all those ideas that you had, but you had put on the back burner because you didn't think that it was possible. It's time to let go. The bigger picture in this is that, in spite of how this year turned out, you are still living. You have been blessed. You are here for a reason. You still have work to do. You still have work that you have to do. You still have information. You still have gifts. You still have knowledge that you have to share with others. This can only be accomplished 
when you learn to let go. Now, people struggle with the term of having to let something go, mainly because it requires some sort of change on our part. And let's face it, how many of us really want to deal with change on any level? Letting go requires that we acknowledge that we are holding on to something. But when you think about it, <coughs> excuse me, letting go, it doesn't have to be something associated with negativity. Letting go can also be viewed as moving on with life. Letting go can be not allowing the weight of this year or any year or any circumstance the devastation that you have experienced, the loss that you may have suffered, hold you back from living your life. Letting go makes room for receiving more. Now, there's an author called David Hawkins, and he wrote a book called Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. And in this book, he speaks of a technique called the letting go technique. Now, this technique this technique consists of being aware of your feelings, letting them come up, staying with the feeling while also acknowledging the feeling, and then letting it run its course without wanting to make a different or do anything about it. Okay, let me repeat that. This technique consists of being aware of your feelings, letting them come up, staying with the feelings while also acknowledging the feeling and then letting it run its course without wanting to make it different or do anything about it. The author, who is a clinical psychiatric doctor, states that when you release all of your negative and suppressed emotions, you begin to self-heal and reach enlightenment. Now that sounds interesting, but it also sounds very draining because we don't want to feel our emotions. We don't want to feel anything. Hence the, the opioid epidemic we were experiencing just before the pandemic. Nobody wants to feel, so everybody stays medicated, right? That's why during the pandemic, the essential store besides the supermarket was the liquor store. Come on, let's be serious, people. In all honesty, it hurts to feel. It's scary to feel, but let's think about it. When you first learned to roller skate, yeah, I said roller skate. There was a time, right, when we were all on roller skates or roller blades or some type of wheels and not a bicycle. And if you can recall how you felt when you first learned how to balance yourself on the skates, you were a bit shaky at first. Asking yourself, why did I want to learn how to roller skate again? You did not want to let go of the railing, the wall, or even the person that was holding you up as you attempted to move your feet without falling. Same thing went for riding a bike for the first time. You were terrified. Your heart was pounding. Your knees were buckling. Your breathing was so rapid. We had to eventually let go of our support and move our feet to remain on our feet. But now, recall the feeling as you glided around without assistance and actually felt free. No longer afraid, 
It's the same way you feel when we think about our feelings. In order to move to another space where we are free, where we, we have the, the ability to breathe, we have to feel, acknowledge our feelings, and then release them. Because if we don't, they will resurface at the most inappropriate time, right? So now if we think back to the beginning of 2020, and I know a lot of you don't want to think back to the 20, the beginning because you want to get rid of it. But if we think back to the start of our journey in 2020, we set out to find our purpose. We were setting out to find our meaning. We had no idea there was going to be a pandemic. But it granted us the opportunity to stop, think, and realize what was most important in life. It showed us that all of the activities that we thought we couldn't live without, all the sporting events, the concerts, the clubs, the plays, the brunches, the dinners, not saying that they weren't important, but did they really matter? Because when we had to give them up, we did. And as I stated before, 2020 was our year of vision, clarity, and reflection. And in, the, and in these final days of this year, let us not forget everything that we learned and accomplished during this year. Because this was not an exercise in futility. No, my friend, this was a dress rehearsal. And if you were paying attention and studied your script, you are ready for your opening night. Everything that you learned this year and implemented to help you get through is what you're going to carry into 2021. Now, remember when we came from 19 to 20 and I said we were leaving all the baggage, we weren't carrying anything extra because we knew that we were going to be picking up things along the way for our journey. Well, here in this one, we are packing a bag. Because if we go into 2021 without what we learned in 2020, we're going to be lost. We're going to be like on a Caribbean um, vacation and our luggage is still at JFK and we're ready to go into the pool. And instead of packing our bathing suit in our carry-on case, we packed it in the luggage and that's what's sitting at JFK. So we can't get into the pool right now although it's hot and it's sunny and it's beautiful because we didn't bring the right, uh, the right bag with us. So with that, here is where this year, going into 2021, we will be carrying luggage. But the luggage that we're going to be carrying is going to be everything that we need, everything that we learned, everything that we acquired in this year because it's going to help us navigate next year. You're going to have to remember, what did you do? What, how were you resourceful? What did you turn to when this happened, when that happened, when this came up, when that came up? You're going to have to remember those things to get through next year. And although there is a vaccine on the horizon, it's not going to be out there fast enough for you to figure we're going back to the way we were. And that idea, I want you to all get out of your mind. We're never going back to the way we were. What we're doing now is we're establishing a new way that we're going to live. So don't, the more you keep thinking about, oh, I can't wait to get back to normal, back to normal. That back to normal is no longer. 
no longer for us right now. Our normal that we're creating for ourselves is the way we're going to be living going forward until this vaccination gets into everyone. And we don't know how long it takes for a vaccine to get into a system, to get into um, a culture, to get into our, our, our bodies so that we now have enough antibodies in our body where it's like the flu shot where we take it and yeah, some of us may get the flu, some of us may not, but we take it so that we won't get it. And even if we do get it, it's not as bad as had we not have taken it. We don't know how many years it takes for our body to build that up. We don't know. So until we do know, or until we find out what is going on with this vaccine, we can't just bank on, oh, we're going to take the vaccine and everything's going to go back to the way it was. It's never going back to the way it was because the way it was, was pre-COVID and we're never going back to not ever having to deal with COVID on some level, maybe not as bad or as severe as it is now, but COVID is here to stay like the common cold. It's not going anywhere. What disease do you know that comes and then goes and then just, unless it's like smallpox, yeah, we got rid of that. But something like this, this is brand new. They didn't even know what it was. How are you gonna get rid of it? So I say all that to say, everything that you learned in 2020 you will be taking it in your bag, carrying it into 2021, but only take the things that were important and the, the, the resources that you acquired to help you navigate this new journey that you're going to be going on in 2021, right? The best way that I can say to... Um, navigate through letting go is first to accept that it is a change that you've gone through accept that a change has taken place all over around you and within you and then be thankful for everything that has happened regardless of what happened be thankful for everything that has happened because when you change you grow and when you grow you experience new things no one wants to stay in the same spot for the rest of their lives. Even plants, trees, everything grows, everything changes. So why you as a human being would want to say stay in the same spot and position all the time, it, it doesn't make any sense. But the reason why we do that is because we're comfortable. And when we're comfortable, we don't want to change what we're familiar with. But when you become uncomfortable... And you have to familiarize yourself with new situations and people and circumstances. That's how we grow. That's how we develop. That's how we evolve into whatever it is that we're supposed to be. You, In your journey of finding your purpose, you have to evolve. You have to change. Because if you don't change then how are you going to find your purpose? You would have already had your purpose and there would be no sen no need for the journey. So you have to evolve and change and accept the fact that change is taking place in you and all around you. Also, you have to focus on what has changed. Don't focus on what was before. Focus on the new Focus on how do you, okay, now that I'm this new, now that all this newness is around me, what am I supposed to do with it? How do I handle it? What am I supposed to do with it? 
you could think about it in that way. Okay, this is new to me. Let me learn. Let me see how I fit in here. I can take some things from it. I don't have to take everything from it. I only take what fits me best. When you think about it that way, it makes it easier to adapt to the change. And then take control of your life with this change. This is the way I'm going to live from, you know, going forward. This is what I'm going to do going forward. This is going to be my life now going forward. No more looking back and, oh, I wish I could have. Oh, I remember when I used to. There's nothing wrong with remembering when you used to. But if you remember when you when you used to do something and it did not make you feel better or progress you to a better level, then why would you still want to be that person? If you can now see yourself being in a different position and happy where you are, why would you want to think back to, oh, I remember when, if it's just to say, I remember when I used to do that, but now I no longer do it and I now do this, then by all means, yes, think back because you need to see where you came from so you can understand where you are and where you're going. But if you're going to be, if you're going to think about it as, oh, I wish I could still be there. Why would you want to still be someplace if it wasn't a happy place for you? Because at the moment when you're there, you thought you were happy. But when the change comes and you see that you're that much better, why would you want to go back to something if it wasn't better for you? Just because it's familiar doesn't make it better. You know, so that's one thing you have to um, embrace, embrace the change and take control of your life and live in the change that has now become the new you. And you you look forward. Everything goes forward. Nothing goes backwards. Even when you drive a car, you only back up so that you could get a good position to go forward. You never back up to keep driving backwards. No one does that. Nobody walks backwards. Nobody does anything backwards. You have to continually move forward and in the moving forward that's how you embrace the change and that's how it makes the transition that much easier and we also have to remember not everyone that comes into your life has to stay in your life some people are just passing through just to give you information that you can take along the way to your journey some people will be with it, will be in that walk with you for a moment, but it doesn't mean they're going to take the entire walk with you. So when you have to let go of people, and I know that's the hardest thing to do when we need, when, when relationships get severed, that's the hardest thing for us to accept. But sometimes it's for the best because if you're going in one direction and the other person's going in another how are you going to walk together if you both have two different directions that you need to go to? So I know it's hard, like I said, that when you think that these people are going to be in your life forever, but sometimes they're not. And sometimes they're only there for a season. Everything is only sometimes for a season. And another thing to think about is with everything that we've encountered this year, everything we did was taking a chance. Everything we do going forward is taking a chance. So since we've started living in the everything I do is taking a chance, then when you really think about it and it's a chance that you want to take, take it. I mean, just add it onto the list of everything else that you had to take a chance with and you survived it. 
just do it and you know you do it cautiously you don't do it just throwing caution to the wind no you think it out you 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 think about it you strategize but if it's something that's new that you need to embrace take the chance and another very important part of letting go is living in the moment deal with today don't worry about tomorrow don't worry about yesterday deal with today because if it's something new that you're trying to navigate through if it's a change if it's a an opportunity if it's if it's just you trying to deal with this new normal just deal with it on a daily basis because the day in itself is enough for you to try to navigate through so don't force anything don't um Don't try to force anything that's not happening. Just let it flow naturally and deal in the moment. Live in the moment. Let us remember what Matthew 6.34 tells us. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So that's my take on letting go and preparing ourselves for the new year that's coming and this month we'll be dealing with just getting ready for what's ahead of us and what's coming in 2021 so i hope that i've given you all some good information to think about to sit back and maybe you know it could have been things that you were thinking about already and this could be confirmation for some of you it others it could be the first time you're hearing it and you're like I didn't really want to deal with that but I guess I have to however it is that you receive it I hope that you received it in a positive light because change does occur and it's just whether you're going to go with it or not because nothing stands still you can put your place you can put yourself in a place and try and stand still but trust and believe everything around you will be moving So if you want to just stay in the flow of it, you would want to move also. And when you move, you can move in your own pace. And that's the beauty of when you change. You're changing in your own pace. Nobody's forcing you to change at any level, at any speed. Everybody does it in their own time. The most important thing is that you do it. And with that, I think we need to take a musical break. You have been listening to... What would Kay say on Radio Free Brooklyn? This is for the busted hearts. This is for the question marks. This is for the outcast soul lost control. No one knows. Sing it for the can't come back. Sing for the broken past Sing for the just found out Life is now upside down
Together we are bolder, braver, stronger. <laughs> the songs are good. The lights, the cameras, the action is good. But all in all, we just want you to show up. <laughs> It's all about you. Everything we do, every song, every lyric, every note that we play, it's all about you. So God, we ask you now to just let your glory It's all said and 
Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those selections. I know that I did. And we are now in the part of the show that we call Op-Ed. Now in Op-Ed this week, of course you know we have the usual shenanigans going on with our POTUS. He's still crying fraud. He's still trying to pardon himself. The latest that I heard, and I, I really just stopped following at this point, he's trying to pardon himself wrongdoing but now you say you're not guilty of anything so why would you need a pardon but it's like I guess like if you're playing Monopoly you have that get out of when you go around the board and you pick up the get out of jail free card you just hold it just in case you got to go to jail not that you're planning on go to jail but it's always a good card to have I think that's what he's trying to do and he's pardoning everybody under the sun he's pardoning his kids he's pardoning his friends everybody's getting a pardon 
I mean, it's like he's just giving it out like it's candy on Halloween. But I say all that to say we don't know what this man is doing, like I said before. We don't know what he's doing in his last days in office. And he has been a signing bandit. Like I said, he's been signing executive orders like he's been signing checks. So we don't know what he's putting into place. We don't know what he's implementing. We don't know anything that he's doing right about now. And somebody needs to find out. Somebody needs to find out because we don't know what we're going to be under come next year when Biden takes over. So now enough about him. Like I said earlier, I mentioned earlier in the show, we do have the vaccine coming up. They're really pressing to get it out. Everyone's excited. I'm excited for it, but I, I'm not saying I'm going to take it, but I'm excited for it because when you think about it, if it's something that's going to help with all these deaths and everybody catching it, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the people catching it could be avoided if they just wore a mask. But that's like a whole nother talk show. We've been talking about that since the beginning of the pandemic. And it, there's no sense beating a dead horse. People are going to do what they want to do regardless. But it's just a shame that everybody else has to be affected when people want to just do what they want to do. So with that, I say those of you who have been listening to the show and you know we, f- we wear our masks. We wash our hands. We social distance. That's what we do. That's what we do here at What Would Kay Say. If it keeps us alive and it keeps us being well and healthy, that's what we do. I want to stay healthy. I want to be able to do whatever it is that I want to do. And I'm going to protect myself to the best of my ability to not pick up this virus because I don't want it. I don't want it. It's not nice. It doesn't seem to play fair and I can't deal with things or people or any type of situations that don't play fair. I I can't. So I cannot get it, and I don't want any of my listeners to get it. I want all of us to just stay healthy and be safe. That's what I want. But enough about what I want. I want to also talk about, no, this is all about what I want because this is op-ed, right? I want to discuss what's the deal with these commercials. Now, when I, okay. I'm going to do my disclaimer because, you know, I always do my disclaimer because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or step on anybody's toes. But when I speak what I speak, it's what I speak. I have a question. Why is it that whenever we make a com- whenever a commercial is made and it has a person of color in it, they must be paired. Their partner must be someone of a different culture. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not against intermarriages, you know, interracial marriages, um, whatever they say. H- how do they call it? Uh, yeah, I guess it's interracial marriages. I'm not against that. If that's what you, you know, if that's what you like, then, you know, I like it for you as well. What I don't like is Anytime you show a person of color and they have to have a partner, why can't their partner look like them? Why will you have a couple in there that look the same? You know, they have the same Caucasian, Asian, whatever. But when it comes to people of color, they have to be mingled with someone else that's 
why we why can't we have a couple that's just us that's that kind of bothers me that's one of them number two is why is it that when you make a commercial with us in it like for instance and i see ty has since pulled this commercial and redid it because in the beginning it was talking about the pods and how babies can get to things and harm themselves in the first commercial that tide put out they had the little black baby reaching up on the sink to get a pill a pill holder you know how you put your pills in a in a case he was reaching for it and they were talking about you need something about I don't know what the wording is exactly. The verbiage was something like, you know, you need to keep things out of the reach of kids. So he's reaching up on the sink to get this pill case, right? No parent in sight. Then they flash to the laundry room and you see the little Caucasian baby going to get the, the Tide pod to put it in his mouth and his mother runs to his aid. Hello? The little black baby didn't have a mother that could run to his aid? But that was the first commercial. And when I, I know when I said, when I first saw it, I would, whoever I can speak to and ask them, did you see that Tide commercial? Did you see that Tide commercial? Well, I guess I wasn't the only one that was saying, did you see that Tide commercial? Because now that same Tide commercial, when you see the little black baby reaching up on the sink to get the pill case, here comes his mother right behind him saying, no, don't do it. And then they go to the Caucasian little baby with the pot. Why couldn't the commercial be shot like that in the beginning? Why did it have to take people noticing like, hey, wait a minute, where's his parent? Why did somebody have to tell you that if you have a baby reaching for something that's going to cause them harm, they would have a mother there to protect them? Why? Why must we always point this out to you? And you think and see the thing that gets me with this is they do it and they want to act like, oh, we didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, you did because you had to think, leave the mother out of the shot because naturally you would put the mother in the shot with her baby, wouldn't you? You didn't think to leave the, the Caucasian mother out the shot with her baby. Why would you think to leave the little black baby? Why would you think to live, leave his mother out? That's just one commercial. Then the next commercial that got me upset was they have the parent a caucasian girl they're talking about oh it's about the allergy it's the allergens in the because they're talking about it's tied again here we go again with the dern i believe it's tied again they're talking about allergy free so they're saying how their detergent is allergy free so you know it, it won't oh for skin sensitivity so they have the girl she's they always talk about how she's running around and she always has a cape on and they found out that she was getting irritated the father is saying this now everything he's saying now watch the word and see i'm i'm keen on these things and i know it's just my spirit is sensitive to things like this the the father is saying oh yeah my daughter runs around and she lives in this cape thing whatever because she thinks she's whatever supergirl or whatever and here he says and we noticed that because we do her laundry so often because she likes to wear the same thing over and over, we noticed that it was causing her problems, you know, with the irritants. It does, But now that we've discovered whatever the, ter the detergent is, you know, she's no longer um, itching because of her skin sensitivity. The whole time he's saying we, you don't see 
his partner. Now I don't. It could be male, female. It doesn't matter. You don't see a partner with him. You only see him and the little girl. Fast forward, they make the same commercial with a black man, a father, and his daughter. He's talking about how his daughter's so adventurous. She's always discovering something, and he doesn't know how she does it, but he has to keep her clothes clean, whatever. But when he's talking about his daughter, he doesn't say we. He says I, like he's a single dad. And I'm like, how come the Caucasian man gets to say we, so you automatically assume it's a couple, regardless of whether it's same sex or if it's a woman. It doesn't matter, but there's two there. But with the black man and his daughter, it's only one, so it's only I have to. I don't know how. I, everything he's saying is just for him. Once again, subliminally, yeah, they, they can't have a partner. There's only going to be one always when it's raising the kid. Stop with the subliminal messages, okay? Here it is. We went through a whole summer of trying to show you that all the stereotypes that you kept trying to perpetuate on us were false, and you're still doing it. You're still doing it in your advertising. Fast forward again, just I think it was three weeks ago, I believe it was J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny put out an ad, and it was about, you know how they do the families in their uh, pajamas, and everybody has the same pajamas, you know, the pajamas set on? Well, J.C. Penny did an ad. They had a couple, ah, so loving in the same pajama set. Then they had a family, ah, oh, how loving in the pajama set. But then when it came to the the family of color, they had just the mother and her child. Really? You could have a couple with no kids. You could have a family with children and a mother and father. But when it comes to the person of color, you only got a mother and a... What happened to the kid's father? They don't have... Fa Once again, what are you implying? What are you implying? And if you are implying it, enough already stop with the bull because you have to you have to think of oh yeah no don't 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 shoot that shot with the mother and father leave the father out you have to intentionally think that because if you're doing a family or a couple or a togetherness this is the holidays why wouldn't you put a mother and father in there with the with the, the little black kid why is it just him and his mother in a pajama set really that's my that's what I'm that's what bothers me with advertising. Don't say, oh, we're for you. We under we understand. We stand with you. You don't stand with me if everything that you're still advertising still shows what you feel. So I can't go by what you say. I have to watch what you do in order for me to know whether you stand with me or not. So, and I'm sure there's probably other commercials out there. Like I had told you guys earlier about the one with the chewing of the ice and how they were three black girls in a car, then they're chewing on this ice, and it's, you know, Sonic has this new crushed ice that they're promoting crushed ice. I don't see that commercial anymore either because I know somebody complained about that too. Come on, like I said, when you're eating crushed ice, that's a deficiency. What are you perpetuating a health, a, a health issue for? You know, it's like... I can't, and it gets me so riled because I'm passionate about 
if we're going to go forward, people, you can't hear. Here it is again. Let it go. Let it go. If we're going to move forward and say that we're going to try to live peaceably together, then let it go. Let it go. The stereotypes that you want to keep placing on people of color because that's the way you want the world to see them. Let it go. And that's op-ed for this week. Hey, we are in our first weekend of December. So you know that means a new word, right? My word for this month is believe. And I know that's the word of the, the that's the word for the season, but you know what? It's a good word for the season. And as usual, I have to give you the meaning of believe because I always give you the meaning of our words of the month. Let me look it up really quick. Believe. Okay. Accept something as true. Feel sure of the truth of. Hold something as an opinion. Think or suppose. So we're going to go with the first one. Accept something as true. Our word for the month is believe. And our promise, well, not really a promise. I'm going to leave you with this little saying. The only way you will be able to see life with clear vision is when you view all of life from a kingdom perspective. Now that I want you to just think about. And I think I will give us a promise. Let's give us a promise. Let me not break the tradition in the last month. What am I trying to do, right? Let's just keep it on course of how we always do. Where's our promise? Where's our promise? Let's see. What could I have our promise to be for this new weekend in um in December, right? Our promise is going to be let's see. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Oh, let's just keep it with what we have with our word. Our promise is going to be Genesis 15:6. And he believed in the Lord and he account and he accounted it to him for righteousness. That was Genesis 15, 6. And with that, I say, everyone have a wonderful Sunday. Stay covered. It looks like our numbers are going up again when it comes to COVID here in New York. But I think because of everything that we went through in the beginning of the year, we're very, we're prepared for it. But you can never prepare for when people um, you know, come down with an illness. So I want everybody to still continue to wear their masks, still continue to wash your hands. Soap and water is the best, but if you can't use a sanitizer with the alcohol base and keep your distance, social distance. There's nothing wrong with social distancing. We don't like to be on top of each other anyway. Now everybody's all of a sudden, they're all upset because they can't be on top of each other. When the, the, when the train came in the station crowded and you had to go to work, you were annoyed if somebody bumped into you when you were on the train or if they kept rubbing up on you or if they kept you know, bumping into you because the train was rocking and moving. Most people were ready to fight. 
But now that they want you to keep your distance, you're annoyed because you can't be on top of each other? What's wrong with you? Anyway, I don't want to get into another op-ed. So (laughs) with that, I say have a blessed Sunday. Enjoy yourself. Be kind to one another. Help out someone who is in need. And until God brings us together again next Sunday, peace.
Story to tell. 